The Duly Noted Podcast is brought to you by Zaxby's, the home of handmade-to-order chicken, salads, and more than a dozen mild-to-wild sauces. Stop by your neighborhood Zaxby's today. And by Vistar Credit Union with locations across Gator Country, visit ViStarCU.org and ABC Fine Wine and Spirits. Always be celebrating. This is Dooley Noted, everything Florida Gators, with your host, Pat Dooley. Okay, welcome into another Dooley Noted podcast. Appreciate everybody for clicking on. Uh, we're going to go Sands guest today, and as we g- go forward through uh, bas- the rest of basketball season into baseball and everything, uh, be fewer guests. I mean, I've leaned on these guys really hard during football and into uh, through January. I'm going to kind of back off a little bit because uh, then we'll come back hard with them uh, next fall. But um, so no guests today, and I don't know. I think I think you guys like the guests we get. I, I get that impression from some of the emails I get. Um, and but sometimes, as you know, part of the problem is they they get on a phone they. They move their phone a little bit, and all of a sudden they're fading away, <laughs> and you don't know what's going. You, you can't really hear them. So, but anyway, that that is neither here nor there. Uh, we're going to start out talking about something that's not fun to talk about, but we have to, and that is the way Florida basketball played on Saturday or Tuesday night. Well, Saturday and Tuesday. Saturday, um, I, I I think Baylor could have played Florida ten times and beat them ten times. They're just a terrible matchup for Florida. They're the number one team in the country for a reason. They remind me, uh, um, and I know Patrick Young was talking about this the other day, of the 2014 team that got to the Final Four. They just they, not, not a bunch of pros on that team, but just big older guys, strong physical guys who buy in on everything they're supposed to do. Uh, Saturday night or uh, Tuesday night was a different story. It was an NBA first round draft pick, and there's no question about Reggie Perry. And uh, Florida has a great first half offensively, and then just plays like crap in the second half. Um, they lose this game, and now they head into this stretch where they have a lot of games that should be easy, but they'll find a way to lose some of them. Um, it, it, it. I don't want to say I'll. I'll never be the guy who says. It's over. Um, this season, this team's just not going into the tournament. There's no point in staying uh, behind it. But I get where a lot of people are there. I mean, you as fans have been critical of Mike White, mostly. And that's the funny thing about basketball, man. In basketball, the coach tends to get all the blame and and all the glory. I mean, Billy Donovan's having a court named after him. You know, we know what Coach K means. We know what, um, you know, Jim Beheim means up at Syracuse. All, all the coaches that have done something great. or And if you don't do well, people get down on you because you're in charge. You're, it's your fault that these guys aren't playing better. And I, I think that there certainly are a lot of people who feel that way and a lot of people expressed it to me leaning over my – computer to tell me about it and i understand um i I get it man i i like i can explain it but i'm not sure anybody really wants to hear any of my explanations or any more of mike white's explanations they're just fed up with this team they're fed up with losing and they're fed up with the way they play at times while they go into these funks where 
Um, it's almost – and I really believe that this team cannot stand prosperity. Sometimes it means they can't play well after a win. Sometimes it can't – it means they can't play well after a good half. Sometimes it means they, they can't play well after a good possession. They get into that hero mode where, hey, man, the ball's going in, so wait till you see what I'm going to throw up there. And it'll go in too, but it doesn't, and then they have a fast break on the other end. It's a soft team. It's a soft team mentally. Uh, I don't think it's – you know, he was uh, saying, Mike, after the game that we're not playing hard. I don't I, I don't see that as much – I think maybe on the defensive end there's been some question – Mark slightly. But right now, this is just a very, very below average team. It's not fun to watch, and it's not going to the tournament. Now, they can still right the ship, still get to the tournament, but there's no indication after 20 games that it's going to happen. I don't know what the answer is. You know, I had a uh, one guy came over and was talking to me about, you know, Scotty Lewis getting pulled from the game when he got off to that good start. And it turns out Scotty pulled himself out of the game. He got too excited. He was dedicating it to Kobe Bryant. And and he wanted to make every moment count. And he makes his first four shots, and he's like, his heart got going so too fast. He had, he had to pull himself out to, to take a breath. And this is these are the kind of things that happen when things are going bad. You get a guy hot, and all of a sudden he can't – he has to come out of the game because he's too excited. But, you know – the last two teams that played against him are 30 for 33 from the free throw line. You can't do anything about that, but every once in a while it would be nice to see one bounce off. Nothing is going right, though. That's the point. When things start to go wrong in a college basketball season, and we shoot, we saw this with the 07 team, right? Was it 07? Yeah. When I remember going to that game in uh, Baton Rouge, and LSU spanked them, and they weren't, didn't even have their you know big baby. Big baby was suspended or something, um, and spanked them. And then they lost a couple more games. And they, that team, it when they when they start to go wrong, they keep going wrong, and and all of a sudden no breaks go for you. You don't get the calls. The guys never miss free throws. They're throwing up crazy hard threes, and they're going in. All that's true, but. You also aren't playing well enough so that that's not an issue. So that lucky breaks or whatever don't matter. Bad calls don't matter. All right, so we're going to explore this a lot today. We will get into, of course, the tragic death of Kobe Bryant uh, and all the people that died in that helicopter crash. We'll get some Super Bowl stuff out here, including crazy prop bets three things, all that, even some recruiting stuff today. All that more, you're listening to the Duly Noted Podcast at Gatorsports.com. At ViStar, we believe in better, better convenience, so members can bank any way they want, whether it's at a branch, on a mobile device, or at one of more than 20,000 fee-free ATMs across North America. We believe that people have better things to do with their time. If you believe that convenience is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA.
No one gets you ready to celebrate like the team at ABC Fine Wine and Spirits. You want great prices in a giant selection? They've got it. You need convenient locations, online ordering, and fast service? ABC's got you covered. Get a jump on this month's deals at abcfws.com. Visit any of their 123 Florida stores today for free samples or get expert advice from their beer, wine, or spirits experts. Don't forget a cigar in their walk-in humidor. ABC is Florida family-owned and operated since 1936. ABC always be celebrating. Okay, now I don't have an answer for Florida basketball. I really don't. These are the players you have. Um, I, I do have part of my explanation for why they're not better is I don't think they're as good as maybe we thought they would be. The five stars don't. You know, Scotty Lewis clearly is something special. And I'm sure that every coach who was recruiting him out of high school was like, I may have Michael Jordan on my – I may have Kobe Bryant on my hands here. But the truth is, as a shooter, he wasn't that great. I think when you take that high an arc of a shot – you are setting yourself up for more failure. This is just a theory of mine that there's a perfect arc to a shot. And, and it, the higher you shoot it, the more it can bounce away. The lower you shoot it, obviously, the easier it can rim out too. So I think there's a perfect medium. He shoots it awfully high. And, and he struggled with it early. And, and now he's shooting better, obviously. He's a good player. He's really a special talent physically. Is he a great college basketball player? Not not right now, no. Trey Mann finally is starting to show some signs, hitting some shots, and we're like, okay, I'm starting to see what people saw in him, but is he a great college basketball player? No. Omar Payne, you know, after that breakout game, he broke back in. He, he broke out and then he broke in. He hadn't done anything since that game. He's been a struggle. Um struggle a little bit you know more physical team for example last night they had a they had another guy like in against Auburn Auburn didn't have another guy Florida had two guys down low and and that's where Payne had the big game well they had a do in addition to uh Reggie Perry and that that gave them problems in Baylor's case they just moved everybody where they wanted them to it was almost like they were arranging furniture all right you stand here you stand here you stand here and here's where we'll be to get the rebound I mean that was impressive display at any rate and 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 it hasn't helped that Noah Locke's gone into a slump um you know Nemhard has been sick then he got hurt the other night uh sometimes he's a little erratic you know Blackshear is what he is but He's not like he's not player of the year guy that that I think a lot of people thought they were going to see. Uh, he, he's he's important and you need him, and he's he's done. I think a, what a, a lot of what they hoped he would do, but he's anyway. I think I'm making the same points I keep making over and over again. But look, the coach has to bring something better out of it. you've got to make no matter care who the team you have is who <laughs> is that. That wasn't correct English. Whoever's on your team, if you have the Mighty Ducks or the Mighty Gators, if you have any team of any kind, there's a level of talent 
that your team has, and you have to make it better than its talent. That's your goal. Even if you have the 85 Bears, even if you have the 07 Gators, you still have to make them play at a higher level than they've been able to play as a coach. That's every coach's job. And obviously, I don't think that's happened this year. I don't think this team is is ridiculously talented, but they haven't played above and, and perhaps a play below the talent level that they have. Does that any of that make sense? You know, maybe it is time, and I'm not telling Mike White what to do or anything, but maybe it's time that he carries a big stick and he walks in. You know, we were talking about this with Patrick Young the other day about how Billy used to kick him out of practice, send him home. You can't do that anymore because of the way the schedule is, the way the, the NCAA restrictions are in practice. But maybe that's what needs to happen. Maybe these guys need to – because Mike is, I, I, you know, he's a nice guy and sometimes maybe he's too nice. I don't know. I'm not at practice. I've been to one this year. Okay? And he has said himself, though, I've been I've tried to be more patient because of this the youth of this team, and it is a very young team. And you don't want to lose them. You don't want to be so negative. You don't want to go Bobby Knight negative to the point where they aren't listening to you anymore because they're just hearing the yelling, you know? We'll see what happens the rest of the way. I mean, after the game, Mike was saying they're soft. We heard that after Baylor. We're undisciplined. It's your job, buddy your job to make him disciplined and that's um i mean he did take the onus on himself he said it's my fault i have not um taught this team how to play good defense clearly yep you're right i don't, I don't have the answer you know I, I just have no clue what the answer is so um We'll see where they go from here. It was a crazy night in college basketball, by the way, because you had Mississippi State coming back from 16. Then you had Missouri coming down from 20 to beat Georgia. Not a good loss for Georgia. And Auburn coming down from 19 to beat Ole Miss. I'll watch the end of that game. But that's, that's just kind of what college basketball is. It's But here's the thing, and I – and I guess this is why I do get the pain that Gator fans and look, this is turning into an angry mob. I mean, where people are I at the introductions for the Baylor game, I heard a little booing for Mike White. This is so this is an angry mob. This is not a mob that's gonna be quiet, that's gonna just say, eh, when spring football start. You know, they they ha- have expectations and the trouble is their expectations for this year got ramped up because of all the the preseason hype, and they probably weren't realistic, um, you know, for for a, a place that you know the University of Florida program. It's it's been consistently good, but um, you know, there there is an expectation level that's a little higher than probably Florida fans deserve. To be honest with you. And that may sound mean, but I mean, this is a program that had no history, little pockets of it, and then Billy Donovan comes in. And don't forget, remember where we were about, oh, I don't know, 2005 with Billy Donovan? 
everybody was, I don't know about Billy Donovan, right? He'd gotten to the final national championship game in 2000. Oh, this guy's a coach on the rise. What a great hire, brilliant hire by Jeremy Foley. And then five straight years, they go they go out in the first weekend. Some of them embarrassing. The loss to Creighton. Now, Creighton did have Kyle Korver. And, the, and another guy who hit the shot, whose name is escaping me, that beat them. What was his name? I can see the T's in his name. Terrell. Anyway, so um, and the one to Manhattan, which was was awful. So, you know, people were down on Billy. There were a lot of people who were, you know, wondering if the shine was off and everything. And then he won the next two national championships. So, look, I'm just going to say this one more time. Mike White's not getting fired this year. Don't you're wasting your breath if you want that to happen. He just signed an extension. He does things the right way, unlike some of the coaches who have beaten him. Not mentioning names. Not like a coach who was just in here. Not everybody does. Not, I'm not saying Ben Howland. I'm saying somebody before him. You know, they like the way he does things. It's a rough year so far. We'll see how it goes, but people, people just okay. This team didn't do as good as I wanted. Well, get rid of the coach. I'm insulted, so get rid of the coach. My feelings are hurt. I don't like I don't like uh, losing games. So let's get rid of the coach. It's not always the answer, and it's not going to happen. So, but I will say this: the Heat, the imaginary fictional Heat, um, that is certainly being turned up by fans who don't have any influence over a decision and you know who you are I think there's probably a little bit coming from elsewhere and I don't think there's anybody's trying to put pressure on Mike White I think people are really disgruntled and, and can't understand why this is happening and want to see it change and I think that's a little bit on Mike to make it change and his staff okay here here's what we know this team is consistently inconsistent you don't know there's not a game left on the schedule that i know they're going to win or lose uh, really I, I think they could be kentucky and rup they have one of those shooting nights like they had in the first half the other night like they did against alabama in the second i mean they're good enough to do that and they also might get blown out although really they haven't been blown out hardly at all this year well i think missouri was the only one um so again what you're doing isn't working with this team. You've got to try something else, but I don't know what you do. I'm not there, and none of us are there. Oh, they practice too hard. They don't practice hard enough. They don't shoot free throws. How many free throws do you think they shot yesterday or, or Monday in practice? You don't know. So don't, don't tell me they don't shoot enough free throws, okay? Um, but, look, I get where everybody is. I get where your feelings are hurt. I get where you're upset because – Gosh darn it, football was so much fun this year and still wasn't quite where we wanted to be, but now basketball is gonna this could be we could be getting ready for a couple of those, you know, win basketball, then win football, then win Yeah. And instead you're looking at the NIT. And that's what they're looking at right now. I don't I'm not even gonna look at the net scores for at least a week. I don't think you're gonna like what you see when you do, if you if you care. Um so anyway, that's my rant on Florida basketball. 
And I know a lot of you saying, yeah, you're finally coming around to our way of thinking. All I'm saying is when you have a problem for a couple of weeks early in the season, let's see if it works out. Let's see if they figure it out. When you're 20 games in, you got a bigger issue. That's that's all I'm saying, okay? Now, also we had – now, I don't know how, how big a story this is going to become – but in the uh, Tennessee game, official Larry Nance bumped into, very slightly, Rick Barnes, who was stationary, the Tennessee coach, and he raised holy heck over it, and we'll see what happens. There could be a suspension. Um, I, I don't think he bumped him hard enough to suspend him, but I will say this. If he does get suspended, will we know about it? Will we be told about it? They like to do everything in secret, the SEC. But that's going to be an interesting story to follow. Um, but you know what's funny is I didn't even – like Butler won last night, and you're like, oh, that helps Florida's uh, net ranking, but it really doesn't matter. Right now it just doesn't matter. And I think this. I think the fan base has abandoned this team. Not all of them. Not everybody. Still had a decent crowd there last night. I was terrible at the start of the game. It looked like an exhibition crowd. Um, but I think there are a lot of people who just don't want to watch them, fed up with them. And look, that is your prerogative. Uh, all right, I want to talk briefly, really, about Kobe Bryant because there's only so much I can say. I didn't know Kobe Bryant. I never met him. And uh, you watch him from afar. I wasn't a fan because – of numerous reasons. I always thought he was a little arrogant, but the more I read on him and the more I've read on him since the tragic uh, accident makes me realize that I didn't know him at all. And I said, I didn't know him, but I really didn't know him. And there were things he did that were tremendous. Um, I, you know, some guys get mad at the media and angry at the media. And it kind of makes me mad because Come on, man. That's, those are my boys. And then you read some of uh, like what Kobe Bryant was really interested in the media and how they covered the game. There's a great column, I think it's by Zach Lowe on ESPN, that blew me away about that. But um, look, it's tragic when anybody dies like that. It's tragic when it's a, a children, especially. That's that's what hit me the hardest. But Kobe Bryant certainly was uh, a legend for a lot of young players. Um, he was kind of that generation. There was a, the Jordan into the to the Kobe into the LeBron generation, um, and it, it certainly was sad. It's one of those things you'll never forget where you were. So um, I feel like everybody else just just it, it's terrible, terrible, terrible tragedy. And I think he certainly is being eulogized properly. People aren't just glossing over anything he did negative. Uh, but they're making sure that the positive is known. And that's what you, you know, in the end, that's what what, what everybody should be remembered. They should be remembered for everything they did. Because that's, that's one of my favorite sayings when people say that didn't define him as a person. It's part of the definition. But everything you do is part of the definition in your life. I've done some things I'm not real proud of. I've written some stories that stunk. Uh, you know, I've, uh, I've done some things, you know, in my life that I – don't don't want to be part of the definition, but they are. They're there. Um, so you have to accept it that way as well. Uh, but certainly, uh, 
just a downer. It's just been a weirdly, terribly sad few months. You know, so many people. In fact, it was, I was thinking about the connection with, with uh, obviously, um, David Stern and Kobe because David Stern's push globally is help market Kobe, and Kobe is so big globally, and, that, and now they're both gone. So that's crazy. But at any rate, look, I, there have been a million pieces, and I, I highly recommend you go read a lot of them, whether they're on ESPN or any of the other websites, written by people who knew him very well. And and that's the thing. The cool thing about it is they knew him pretty really well, and they knew what a great father he was, and it's great to read those. And, and this hashtag that has come up, uh, girl's dad, which is cool. I, I'm a girl's dad, obviously, with, with two of them. Uh, and I, it, there was a, there were a couple of quick phone calls just to say I love you. At any rate, that is uh, that's that's all I have to say about Kobe Bryant for for today. And uh, all right, what do, do we want to take a break? We, I can take a break and then finish strong, or I can uh, do this one thing and then take a break. So I think I'm leaning towards that, and that is this. I was thinking about this because there was a piece on the uh, CBS Sports by Dennis Dodd about teams that can make noise this year in college football. Yep, see, I knew you, you knew we would get to college football, so here we are. Um, and he listed, like, he had App State, Cal, Iowa State. Iowa State's always a team. They can make some noise this year. Watch out for Iowa State. And then they make a no- little bit of noise, and then they don't. And then they're playing in the Alamo Bowl or something like that. Um, But one team he listed was Kentucky. Kentucky has 17 starters back from a team that won eight games. Uh, The job Mark Stoops has done there has been tremendous. They're a dangerous team, especially when the mighty Gators uh, have to play them down here, even though the game is in the swamp. We still look at that game and go, wow, that that could be a really tough game because – what we've seen in the past. Uh, so it got to me thinking the most important games in Florida's season coming up. Last year when I did one, people didn't agree with very much of it, but I had, I believe, Miami won, Georgia two. And the reason I, I said Miami was because I felt like you had to get off to a good start and keep the momentum going. I won't be saying that about Florida's first game opponent this year, I promise you. Um, but and then I had Missouri, I think three or four. I didn't have FSU in there. I didn't think FSU was that big a deal. I mean, it was more important to be Georgia and Missouri and LSU and Auburn than it was to beat FSU. So I give you now, and I'm sure I'm going to write this again this summer, and I may change my mind. It's all way too early, way too early, way too early, right? The five most important games on Florida's football schedule this season. Number one is Georgia. There is no doubt about it. Uh, there is – it's not even a one – it's one and one A and one B and maybe two. The Georgia game is the season for the Gators. Whatever they have to do, they have to win that game. If they don't win that game – and I know there are still scenarios where they could lose that game and still make the college football playoff. Forget it. you got to win that game. The, ch- those, the chances of that happening – are very slim. 
1%. The chances of beating Georgia and playing in the college football playoff are a lot higher. So that is by far the number one game for Florida. And eh, you're probably sick of losing to Georgia, right? Which some of you have been through that. Some of you really haven't. I guess the in the must-champ years, you could say that. They lost three in a row, right? Um, no, two in a row. But anyway, yeah, they had a little bit of that. But obviously the Meyer and uh, and even Zook was two and one. Meyer and Spurrier uh, certainly did great things. But anyway, I'm 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 trying to I'm get all, I kind of lost a, my train of consciousness there. All right, so number one is Georgia, and I think number two for Florida. This this may, you may not agree with, and I may change my mind. Is Florida State this year because new coach, excitement level. Uh, it's time to get back to games in Tallahassee. It's time to get this rivalry back where it used to be with Florida uh, State winning more often than not. And, and you're going to hear a lot of that. And um, Florida can't – look, when you get to the end of the season, beating FSU could again be the difference between a New Year's Six Bowl and not. And the New Year's Six Bowls have been good to the Gators. They've helped them. They've helped their profile. They've helped their brand. You want more, I get that. But it could come down to winning that game to get it. And it could come down to winning that game to go to the playoff. Or it could come down to winning that game just because you want to beat FSU. And to beat them in Tallahassee, again, would be a big thing. I think it's the number two game. Number three, I am putting Tennessee, put Tennessee back in its place. No, 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 boys. You're not there yet. You're not quite there yet. Yeah, you had a nice finish to the season, but this is still not you're you're not a factor in this division. That's why I have at three, LSU at four, for all the obvious reasons. It'll be a huge game, you would think. Crazy crowd, kind of like we've seen the last two years with LSU and Auburn. Kind of, I'm sure it'll be homecoming. Comes at uh, that time of year where it's such a big game. Uh, so I, that is a huge game. And I think the rivalry with LSU just continues to be uh, kind of this under it's, – it's almost like an underlying – people don't talk about it, but it's there. Um, and then five, I put Kentucky. Now, you could argue that it should be at Ole Miss. You could argue that it should be um, – Maybe Missouri. I don't know. I, I think Kentucky is because Kentucky's going to be good enough to beat you again. You got to figure out a way to win. So that's my five, and that's for now. And I'm going to probably write something, as I said earlier, later in the summer or something, which I usually do it then, and it could change by then. What won't change is that it's, we have to take a break. We'll take that break. When we come back, I'll talk about a little bit about recruiting, the Hall of Fame, and the Super Bowl. Wow. All those things. And even I'll give you the great prop bets. Uh, All that and more. You're listening to the Duly Noted Podcast at Gatorsports.com. Zaxby's taking chicken to a whole new level of flavor. Stop by your neighborhood Zaxby's today or visit Zaxby's.com. Okay, because we don't have a guest today, this may be a little shorter than we've been, but... um, Again, I've been uh, – these podcasts have almost gotten to be too long. Too long for me. I end up being a horse. Um, so we're, they're gonna, we're gonna keep around 35, 36 minutes, somewhere in there uh, for, for a while here as we get towards 
spring practice start, and then they certainly could increase. And again, a lot of uh, college football news could come up as well. Let me start with this last segment talking about the NFL Hall of Fame, which they vote on this week. I'm not even sure what day. It could be tomorrow. I think my memory is it's usually on Saturday they announce it. And the question about Tony Baselli. Now, I used to do a lot of radio with Tony Baselli in Jacksonville. We never actually have spoken man to man, but I we talked on the radio all the time and there was we didn't always get along. Per- personally, I thought he was kind of a jerk. That has nothing to do with whether I would vote for him. I don't get a vote obviously. Um, but I started to say to myself, self, Tony Baselli really does belong in the Hall of Fame, doesn't he? And yeah, he had some injuries and he didn't play as long as maybe he should have played or could have played or if he had played would be in the Hall of Fame. I know how people feel about him up there. He's a, kind of a, an icon, uh, was a dominant player when he was healthy. I said, okay. Go to the finalists because, you know, they did that weird thing this year where they let 15 guys in and Drew Pearson got mad. I, I don't know about that. That seems like a lot. Seems It seems kind of weird that they did that. But, okay, go to the finalists and see if you can pick out five because that's how many will get in. If you can pick out five that you think are better than Tony Baselli, then him not getting in is not going to be a problem. If you can't, then him not getting in is going to have to do with his personality or something else. So I went through it. All right, Polamalu, absolutely better. Atwater, Steve Atwater, love that guy as a player. Yeah. John Lynch, let's go heavy safeties. I think John Lynch was a great player. Um, And then I would probably Zach Thomas, undersized, but he made a billion tackles. And Edgar and James, all right, I named five. And I would argue that all five were better than Tony Baselli. They have a better career. Steve Hutchinson's another guy. So if he doesn't get in, he doesn't get in. If he gets in, good for Jacksonville. You know, I got no problem with it. The Super Bowl itself, I do have a problem with. This week is one of my least favorite weeks because I do listen, try to listen to a lot of sports talk. And what it what it has become, it is it is literally what what America is today, which is sell your product and sell it every way you can. And so every radio show and every – there's people all over Radio Row, you know, just selling whatever person is sponsoring them. Yeah, you know, another thing I'd like to mention is Vi- Viagra, uh, Jimmy. Um, I think it's important that all men know about it. You know, it, it's just – I don't know. I, I, I Part of me is jealous of Super Bowl week because I used to cover them and – you know, it was excitement, but there's a huge part of me that doesn't want to be anywhere near him. But the whole week leading up to it is kind of annoying. That's just me. I'm an old man. What do you want? I'm sorry. Um, I still don't know San Francisco KC, who to root for. Don't really have a – I think I'm going to root for Kansas City. I think I am because I kind of like offense over defense, so I probably will. Um, probably be a halftime show I'm not going to see. What was the best halftime show ever for you? Prince? Prince was good. I'm prejudiced. Tom Petty was one of the best 
for me, but that was me because it was Tom Petty. The U2 ones always comes up, Bruce Springsteen. Uh, I thought Beyonce was great, and I thought Lady Gaga. You know, they sang Beyonce. I want to – She remember she almost fell, but I thought she was really good. And um, and then – but if you're going with like the worst of them all, all you have to do is, is go any up with people or Disney-produced – it's a small world, which is what they used to do in those things. It was awful. Um, but this year, and eh. now you can, however, bet on what the first song J Lo is going to sing. How about that? There are bets in Vegas that you can bet. Bet. There's a, you know, if you're right, you get this much. If you're wrong, you, you lose your money. I don't. Even, I couldn't even remember. Why I didn't write down exactly what it was. But the J Lo, there's been a leaked playlist possibly, and the song that she may open with is "Get Right." I've never heard it in my life. I don't know what that song is. Um, there'll be a Jenny from the Block, some mashup of some kind at some point. They've got so you can bet that though. Here's another one you can bet. How long? Does Demi Lovato, who's singing the national anthem on her comeback tour, how long does she sing the word brave? In the home of the brave. That would be an over. Well, it might have been an under. Five and a half seconds anyway. And you got to hear me sing. All right. That's enough of that. Oh, I, I said I was going to say some recruiting. Recruiting, obviously, signing day is Wednesday. Uh, I probably won't be at the press conference because Florida plays basketball that night. That's my punishment for the night. Um, and there, there are four main guys at Florida. We'll see if they can pull in any one of them, I think, would be a cherry on top of this recruiting class. I, I, I'd be stunned if Zachary Evans – uh, came here the running back. He's obviously a guy they really want. But then they've got a Jamar Gibbs, who's a Georgia Tech commit, but Florida's in on him. Uh, well, you know, if they get one of those two, I think they'll feel pretty good about the running back room. Avante Williams, the safety, is a big time target. Um, see if he ends up um, here. I, you know, you hear different things. I don't know enough about it. And Cedric Van Praan, who is a Georgia commit, offensive lineman. So, look, they're, they're, those are the four big guys, and if they can get one of them, I think, it, like I said, it would be the you know kind of a good finish. If they could get two of them, man, look out. Um, I'm going to really like this roster. I already really like this roster. All right, it is time for us to go to three things. It's time for three things. Number one, interesting this week, the uh, Duke version of the Rowdies, Rowdy Reptiles, were chanting to Jeff Capel. Jeff Capel, sit with us. Jeff Capel's a former Duke player. And for some reason, it really set Coach K off. And he went nuts and began screaming at him, he's one of us, leave him alone. Which to me was two things. One, way of an overreaction to the ultimate control freak that Coach K is. No, no, no. I will tell you what to chant. I'm surprised he doesn't pass out the playlists for them to chant. But it was just odd. 
just odd in what has been an odd year for college basketball. Um, I have I have committed to this weekend. I've got all these cool things in my that we have not put up yet on my wall that we because we painted it like in August. I'm doing that this weekend, and I'm going to get my TV situation straightened out. It is time to hunker down and just be a basketball fan. If Florida is not going to go. They're not going to go, but just watch basketball because I love the sport. And then we're getting to the point where you get baseball, college baseball as well. So you get the two. T- you got to have two TVs. And right now, I have one. I've got to straighten that problem out. Uh, number two, uh, more sadness in the sad world that we live in. Uh, Chris Dolman passing away. Uh, he'd been battling uh, cancer. Uh, people don't realize how good. I mean, he, obviously, some people do. He's in the Hall of Fame. But I don't think the average uh, Joe on the street understands how good he was. 150 sacks. That's not bad. <laughs> well, that's why he's in the Hall of Fame. 58 years old. And uh, really, that's just sad and I feel bad about that. And finally, um, Florida continues to have this uh, knack for getting uh transfer portal guys with Justin Shorter the latest to come from Penn State and it'll be interesting to see because my theory on and and this is where you have to do your due diligence and you know obviously meet with these guys and find out what they're all about is that guys transfer for one of two reasons one is they don't feel like um, they're going to get an opportunity and maybe it's a clogged up room and and the coach doesn't see what I see in me or, you know, I just, it's time for a break. I want to go somewhere else. I want to try it somewhere else with another system. Or there's the guy who says, coach yelled at me, I'm done. You know, you have to make sure you're getting a guy who wants to come to your school for the right reasons. Now, Billy got a bunch of those grad transfers. And of course, some of them turned out to be really good players. Um, Vernon Macklin, we were just talking about the other day, was a really underrated player. Uh, but they, you know, they, they panned out a lot of them. Uh, and he, what he always said, because look, they, you got to find out if they understand, if they understand this is their last chance. They, now, I, there are still guys now that are, that are doing it three times, but this is their last chance. And then they will play with a little more effort and a little more want to. So he liked to get those transfers, and now we're seeing this more and more with football. So that's the key. This roster keeps getting better and better, and um, but how do they mesh? How do they uh, do? They do the work. I don't think uh, they have much of a choice with the strength coach over there. So Nick Savage is going to get him into shape. All right, that's going to do it. Forty minutes. I still went long. All right, that'll do it for our podcast. We may bring in a guest next week. We'll see. See what kind of mood I'm in. Right? You never know with me. Until next time, though, I am Pat Dooley. I'm the sports columnist at the Gainesville Sun. And I am deep, I am way back, and I am out of here.
The Duly Noted Podcast is brought to you by Zaxby's, the home of handmade-to-order chicken, salads, and more than a dozen mild-to-wild sauces. Stop by your neighborhood Zaxby's today. And by Vistar Credit Union with locations across Gator Country, visit ViStarCU.org and ABC Fine Wine and Spirits. Always be celebrating.